I'm back. Uh, appreciate all those who reached out to me for having my third child. Uh, well, I just want to take care of them. So I came in here. I had to get a video in for you guys tonight. And I had to make sure I get you something. I'm like, hey, what kind of material should I do today? And fortunately enough, that we had new case law come out just today. And it's interesting because I'm glad it came out this way. Because I always explain to people like, hey, man, it doesn't die at appellate division. It's not always dead there. That's not the ultimate safe. It doesn't go any further than, yeah, that's where it dies. But a lot of times it'll get appealed uh, to the next level and go to Supreme Court, and that's really the ultimate decision. So we're at the Supreme Court level with this case, and it ruled good in our favor. We got it bad at Superior, bad at Appellate, but good at the Supreme Court level. Uh, does it really change anything, the case I'm about to read? Not really. Uh, we adopt a federal standard, which is a, it's, it's in the right direction. Let me just lower the volume of my phone. It's a step in the right direction. Um, but hold on one second, guys. Sorry about that. Uh, it's a step in the right direction, but... It doesn't mean it's uh, really changes much. It has to do with ambient air sniffs and what we all believe to be true already. Now we have it firmed up in New Jersey. We have case law. So it's State versus Mark Dunbar came out today, and I'll post the link to the to this case uh, later on. And when it was at the appellate division, guys were sending this in to me. They're like, "What do you think of it?" And I'm like, "I don't, you know, let it go to the Supreme Court level. Let's see what we get out of it." Um, so for the guys who are watching from other states, I'm sorry, this is really not going to apply. It is the federal standard. So, yes, I guess it will apply. But for New Jersey, it's a, a little bit of a uh, a revelation for us, but not really. It didn't change much. Um, so basically, this comes out of uh, May 3rd, 2013. There's a Bradley Beach police officer. Uh, he sees a car. They get anonymous tip that the car is involved. He matches a car that's parked in a handicapped spot illegally. Get anonymous tip that the guy's involved in drug trafficking. There happens to be a canine officer on scene with him with a canine unit. People come out. They start talking to him. While he's talking to them, the dog gets run around the car. The dog indicates on the car. Uh, what I will tell you is this. is This is 2013. So if you read the case, it says that he would call for a search warrant for the car. We know in 2015, case uh, State versus William Witt reversed that. So if you had a dog hit now, you could go into the car at that point. Um, and you can see that he threatens the guy. He's going to get a, either tow his car and apply for a search warrant, or you can ask for consent to search. Eventually, once the tow truck shows up, they get consent to search from the guy, and they find the, you know, the defendant. And in the back of the car, they find out a quantity of CDS, oxycodone, and all that stuff. So, and he was charged accordingly. And at the first superior court and appellate level divisions said that the cops did not have reasonable suspicion to call or use a canine unit. And while you still need reasonable suspicion to call for a dog, if one is on scene and it doesn't prolong the stop, you can still run the dog around the car. So if you have a guy who's a canine officer in your town and you're stopping cars and he happens to pop out maybe while you're writing tickets, and runs the dog around the car real fast. Now, most canine, that's good to go. But most canine guys aren't going to be doing this. Uh, I know a lot of canine people, that's not something they're in the habit of. Dogs' noses get burnt out. They can only use them so long. So they're not trying to burn the dog out. They want to keep the dog's nose fresh. Um, so then I just read down here a little bit. Uh, it was suppressed at two levels. And then, then we got a Supreme Court and they gave it to us. And here's what it says. The court adopts the federal standard barring unnecessary delays for the purpose of canine sniffs. Officers do, not, officers do not need a reasonable suspicion of a drug offense, provided that this canine sniff does not prolong the stop beyond the time required to complete the stop's mission. Again, does it really affect us? I mean, honestly, how many guys are out there doing free air sniffs? How many canine guys are stopping, getting the dog out of the car and walking the dog around the car on a, on a typical motor vehicle stop, maybe for speeding or something unrelated to drugs? But again, 
good case law. I like where the Supreme Court's going with this. If you guys have any questions or want me to address anything, we had a phone call earlier. I couldn't get on here to do a live video, but we'll do phone calls as you guys uh, message me here while I do phone calls. We get on here and make sure everybody understands what they're doing. So uh, if you guys need anything, reach out to me. Hopefully you learned something today and we'll have more for you tomorrow. I'm back. Everything's kind of cooled off at home with all the new kids and uh, see you soon.